This is the Morning Buzz on Spice Radio, 1200 AM, and we are celebrating 28 years of the Valle Dulania Le Jange. Can you believe it? 28, Natasha. How is this possible? I have a problem with this one, my lord. No, this cannot be a reminder that we you know, I don't want to say it, but like how old we are right now, just 28 years old. And I remember watching this film and then feeling also mushy about it. And oh, man, come on. You know, the thing is, I have to say, right. And I just feel like it was just yesterday I was watching this movie because to me, I think, you know, growing up, especially, I think this was one of the first few Bollywood movies that I watched. And, you know, I think I have to say that ever since this movie came out, I don't feel there's anything that has quite beaten it yet. You can see that other movies have taken inspiration from it, but who has the chemistry, you know, that Shah Rukh Khan and Kajal have? Like, is there any other pairing you can think of? Like, it's, to me, in my head, when I watched this, I was like, they should get married. Like, as a kid, I wanted them to get married. This is so funny you mentioned that, right? Because I and I went into this Donair shop, which is just opposite the Burkitlim station, and I met one girl there, um, and she she actually said, uh, Shah Rukh Khan is married to Kajol. I said, no, <laughs> no, no, that's not. She's from Batinda. And I was like kind of giving her a whole, you know, Bollywood uh, spiel on, you know, who's married to whom kind of thing. Exactly. Like this is not the case. The chemistry's good. And it looks like we're able to connect with Jeevan Sangha, our popular culture columnist, who's going to join in on our conversation on 28 years of DDLJ. Jeevan, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Sorry for the delay there. It's all good. So, of course, Natasha and I were talking about how we can't believe it's been 28 years of DDLJ. And for you, you know, why do you think this movie is so loved? Oh, my goodness. It has all of the elements that you want from Bollywood movie. Like, I think a part of it, too, I was reflecting on this yesterday, is how it sort of flipped this narrative of, like, NRI love stories and like a role of being a non-resident Indian and falling in love with someone from India. Like I think before movies, like typically it was like Indians sort of like poking fun at NRIs and they were kind of like the bad guys who would come in. This time it really romanticized Raj as this good guy and Guljeet is this like, he was like this quintessential like Punjabi, like masculine guy. But he was like evil and it sort of like flipped that narrative on its head. Um, and I think that that's something that people really related to, especially as migration was increasing out of India. But also, like, everyone just loves an enemies to lovers. And everyone loves this kind of, like, a noble idea of, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to run away with you. We're going to do this the right way. And this sort of, like, adherence to these traditional um, Indian values. I think that people really like that idea. It's just, like, this balance between like progressive love marriage, like finding each other in your own way, going on a European trip, like it's so like beautiful and romantic, but then also we're, we still are true to our culture. And I think like that balance was done really well and, and people, are, people, myself included, are still obsessed with the movie today. 
No, still are. Like, I can watch it a million times. It never gets old for me. And if anything, I think it has inspired a lot of us to go to Europe because of this film. <laughs> we want to go on this romantic European getaway sort of thing. But the other thing, you know, that I think we have to talk about, too, the music itself. I mean, just how iconic is the music from this film? Oh, my God. So iconic. I still bump the soundtrack today. Um, the whole thing, front to back. And I think about it, too, like, we see it referenced in films all the time now. And I think, like, you know, in Bollywood for a long time, these kind of references to train culture, references to um, traveling and all that, it's happened. But there's something about the mechanics of this particular soundtrack. I mean, Lava Mangeshkar's voice, beautiful. Um, it's just so fun. It's just so romantic. And it speaks to all these different parts of, like, romance and adventure um, that I think are so iconic yeah it's true and even what's always funny and i have to remind myself too that when you watch ddlj karan johar is a character in the film very much like a small side character but you can see also for him now being the big filmmaker that he is you see how he has been inspired by this film like you hear him play a little bit of like the ddlj soundtrack in the background but the other aspect too that i want to talk about is also the costuming alone in this film because i feel it really inspired that also in other movies um kajal to celebrate the 28 years on her instagram she posted the picture of that very iconic green langa, right? And we all think of that scene. It takes us back to this moment, even that song, Mandi Lagake Rakana, like we all know it. It plays at every wedding. How do you think that also kind of inspired other Bollywood films? It's so quintessentially 90s that the whole wardrobe, and I, I remember the last time I rewatched it with some of my friends, I said that I would literally wear everything that Godzilla wore, and I would wear everything that Sean Khan wore in that movie. We could sell both of those fits. I feel like speak to me. Um, but that like green manga is so striking. It's like this like like borderline neon fluorescent green. It like it like perfectly complements her eyes. I think also like this, like this was Godzilla unibrow era, which was so iconic too. Her like refusal to you know, get her, get her eyebrows started, which I thought was just, like, it made her look so unique. Um, and, like, that sort of 90s, like, European, like, for example, my mom, she's from England. And um, the style of what everything that Godzilla wore as, like, this, you know, um, young girl who was raised in England is exactly what my mom wore in the 90s. It was, like, big sort of clunky glasses, the vests, the button-ups, the blazers, um, but then the traditional Punjabi wear, which is just, like, beautiful and simple but still elevated, um, you can see it being reflected in a lot of the films now, too. And while, of course, you know, Shah Rukh Khan Kajol took the limelight, I want to kind of shift focus here on the director of the film, Aditya Chopra. Joe, uh, he was assisting his dad, okay, with a whole lot of films, even the very unsuccessful, but my favorite film, Lamhe. Uh, he also assisted him with Aina, Chandni, and he was very, very involved. Like, he was his directorial debut. And this hit it off beautifully. So, he comes from a very rich lineage, right? So, grandfather, B.R. Chopra, and then... Uh, uh, his dad, Yashji. The, I mean, he comes from a very rich lineage of great directors. And here was his directorial debut, DDLJ, which has kind of gone into cinema history as well as one of the longest playing films in Mumbai. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think you can see his, his like, just awareness of the film world from the beginning to be able to think about films in a way to, like, subvert expectations for those 
who haven't seen it, I would really recommend watching The Romantics on Netflix, which really was one of the, I mean, only extensive interviews with Adi Chopra as well, and kind of shows his influence and, and the way he thinks about films and producing films for the masses, like zoning in on emotions and making sure that the emotional storyline is there while still including these other elements that makes it um, relatable to people and makes it engaging for people who maybe don't live that specific experience. Like, I mean, not everyone's going to have this like whirlwind experience of falling in love on in the summer in Europe. I mean, as much as I wish I did, I don't. But there's something so satisfying about watching it, and you can tell that his acumen for creating romantic films, I mean, think about, like, Jeff Chopra's films, the, the, like, I think about something like Kabi Kabi, like, so lush, so romantic, like, just so much love, but also, like, beautifully shot, and the way that, like, if you compare that to some of Adi Chopra's work, um, he keeps some of those really core elements, the undying love, the, like, battle for approval, but he kind of modernizes it and flips it on his head, and, and you can see that he kind of only grew from there. I mean, his career is very turbulent, but that's one of the like most striking examples of his his um, prowess as a, as a director and a writer. And he was just 23 at that time. My gosh. Oh, God. Don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's so upsetting for me. <laughs> he is so talented. But I, I have to say, you know, I think the other thing, too, is think about, okay, this film is 28 years. In two years, it'll be 30, obviously. Jeevan, do you think, and I'm, I'm putting this out there because I want the universe to do this, do you think, like, they should create, like, a special documentary for, like, the 30th anniversary that gives us, like, behind-the-scenes details of, like, DDLJ? Do you think that's something we'll see? I would love to see it. I do not think they're going to do that, though. <laughs> and the only reason I say that is because of the romantics. I think, like, they gave us a little bit more of the behind-the-scenes in that movie, and I think there is some behind-the-scenes footage. Also... I'm not sure. Uh, when we were talking about Garden Dorner, I think he was the AD for that movie as well. Yeah, he was. Director, what else? Which is, yeah. I think, like, pretty telling of his style. I think he learned a lot. But I would love to see some more behind the scenes, if, at the very least, just to see Kajal and Shah Rukh Khan interact. Like, their chemistry, even back then, was just so insane. And they're still best friends now. So, I mean, I would love to see it. I, I think it should happen, so I'm going to manifest that this is something that we're going to see for the 30th anniversary. Jeevan, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. You too. Thank you.